once I figured out how to keep getting those images and stuff, I uh, sort of latched onto that. Welcome to the In Doubt Podcast. Welcome to the very first In Doubt podcast. My name is Isaac and I'll be the host of this show. If you don't know or maybe you haven't heard of In Doubt, In Doubt is the young adult ministry of Back to the Bible Canada with Dr. John Newfeld. Uh, the purpose of this ministry and this podcast is to really, you know, get into the different relevant issues of life and faith and seek to kind of understand what the Bible is saying about whatever the topic or issue is that we are in. Uh, throughout podcasts, you know, I'll, I'll get to be talking with different people, sharing stories, thoughts, biblical truths, different things about the topic at hand. So for this first podcast, it's actually one of three in a series called Love and Lust. Now, obviously, there's so much you could say and so many people you can talk to about this. So we'll really be focusing in on porn as one of the main sort of symptoms of a mind and heart that have misunderstood the intended meaning and purpose of sex given to us by God that we understand from his word. We're also going to be learning about what it is that God desires of us in regards to to sex and love. In a little bit, I'll be chatting with David. David's a 23-year-old college student living on the east coast of the States. I had heard probably about six or seven years ago about this ministry called Triple X Church, which is a Christian-based ministry that really helps both porn addicts, you know, become free, but also help those in the porn industry as well. Anyways, a while ago when I was planning this podcast, I emailed them asking if they had anyone that wouldn't mind sharing their personal experience with pornography, and and that's how I met David. So anyways, he'll be sharing with me just his personal story in regards to his uh, porn addiction. Now, pornography... Uh, We live in such a a hyper-sexualized culture, at least in Western culture now, that really giving stats about how much the porn industry makes or, or the different numbers of people that are addicted, it just doesn't seem to shock us anymore. You know, we know. We know it's a multi-billion dollar industry. We know that the work environment for actors in porn are terrible. We know that kids as young as 12 are seeing pornographic images and videos for the very first time now. And we also know that with the rise of smartphones, I mean, the accessibility is huge. Most everyone has access to the internet wherever they are and whatever time they want. I was actually recently talking to some older men and asked them how accessible porn was, you know, back in the 60s and the 70s when they were teens and young adults. They were saying that you really had to put in effort to get your hands on porn. Uh, There obviously weren't any smartphones or even computers to access anything, so you had to rely on magazines and movies. But even then, the shame and the sort of awkwardness of doing that wasn't worth it a lot of the time. But now, I mean, there's easy accessibility. You, You can look in secret and most of it is free. For the last 20 years, as the computer with, with internet went from huge machines and rooms to portable smartphones, the rise of both porn material and porn consumers have just shot up. Now, with stats showing us that the majority of 18 to 30-year-old men and women are watching porn at least once a month, I think, you know, we can say that there is an issue. Now, I'm not arguing against porn in a secular, you know, psychological way, although there is anti-porn activists out there doing that. But as a Christian, I mean, you want to live in obedience to God. 
Paul at the beginning of Romans says that Jesus has come to bring grace and to bring apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith. So true faith in Jesus brings about an obedience. But as we all know, I mean, we still live in a broken world and we'll still fall short. The point is that the Bible, the very word of God is completely against sexual immorality. We'll get into it in a bit about what the Bible says about sexual immorality, but also how I, along with many, can say that porn is a part of that. It's one of the many ways humans can be sexually immoral. But before we get there, let's chat with David about his story. So, David, why don't you share a bit about who you are? I'm David Demansky. I'm a student, university student here, slash part-time, do whatever they want me to do at Target, slash ex-porn addict, slash X3 group leader, and whatever title I can think of. <laughs> nice. And what are a couple of things you do for fun? I do some running sometimes. Um, that's not really fun in the moment, but I always remember it being fun. Uh, it's a weird, weird relationship I have with running, but I, I think it's fun. And this is going to sound a little cliche, but the like hang out with friends. Well, no, it's true. Yeah. I'd also say that as well. Um, so you say you're an ex porn addict. Uh, when and how exactly did you first encounter porn? Yeah. So I was in middle school at the time, kind of just, few different occurrences kind of stumbled upon it on accident and also then put one and two together with some things I heard at school mm-hmm. and like this is realized okay that's sort of what I saw and you know was like oh well that's what a naked woman looks like I think I like that a lot so uh so sort of once I figured out how to keep getting those images and stuff, I uh, sort of latched onto that. And basically just uh, family didn't really know any better than to watch what we were doing online. So they didn't. And that's sort of how that that came about. And how old were you at this time? You said you're in middle school? Yeah. So I would have been 12 or 13. Okay. And, And was this something you do alone or would you and your friends kind of watch together or... Uh, there was, I do remember this one time a friend of mine, we're hanging out at his house and he decides to like play a porn DVD and, um, that was really awkward. That was actually just, (laughs) I didn't really enjoy that. That was just really uncomfortable. And granted that was uh, early in. So I was like, Oh, what is even happening? (laughs) My parents gave me the sex talk, but they didn't really give me a very thorough one. So right. I like literally didn't know what I was seeing. Um, but after sometime after that, that's when I was, I guess, a little more interested. But that was a go it alone thing, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, did you ever find, though, like, a, I don't know, a sense of conviction from the spirit during this time when you were watching porn? Yeah, definitely. While viewing those things, I definitely felt a little guilty. After his finish, definitely, that was like just a sudden attack of of guilt, sort Mm -hmm. of, and shame sort of seemed to come over me. But even, I 
I'd try to find ways around that sort of by like, oh, I'm just going to look at this, which isn't explicit, but it's borderline or something. And then that would lead to something else and lead to something else. So I would end up looking at porn, but I would sort of try to convince myself that I was justified or yeah, that I was, oh, it didn't start out like this. I was looking for something else. But yeah, I would say, but there was this, this tug in that was like, you know what you're doing, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So how exactly did this addiction end? Did something happen to make you stop or? I just remember a Christian music festival, actually, uh, Creation, which is big in the East Coast. There was at that particular festival, there's, you know, a bunch of Christian music and there's also a bunch of Christian speakers more directly than I had ever heard it spoke about porn. Like it wasn't their entire sermon or anything, Mm -hmm. but they addressed it and they were open about it and said, this is something you struggle with. There's a, this prayer tent, head over there, tell someone, talk to someone about it, talk to someone, you know, that you came with or, but if you don't feel safe talking to them, go to the prayer tent, you know, it's anonymous. And I lied to my youth pastor and said I was going to the bathroom, which was, (laughs) which is a kind half a lie. Like, I did go to the bathroom, but on the way back, the prayer tent happened to be, you know, very close by and then went in and was like, hey, so I have a thing with the Internet. Like, I didn't even, like, flat out say what I meant. And then this woman was in there and she's like, oh, well, would you prefer to pray with, like, another guy? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. Like, I've never done this before. <laughs> and then it turns out, so I was like, I, I'll pray with you. I don't I don't right. care. <laughs> this is weird. This is going to be weird for me either way. Um, and to a point, I'm glad I sort of stuck with her because she then told me, like, that's something my husband deals with. Wow. And that was a like, whoa, okay, so this isn't just me. I had tried and prayed, but really I think was relying on some willpower to a point. Like, those prayers were kind of uh, like, God, please do all the work for me, you know, and take this away. And I didn't see much come from that, but from opening up to someone Mm -hmm. and then hearing like, hey, no, this isn't like, you're not the only one dealing with this. That was a that was a huge turning point. And it wasn't the last time I looked at porn, but that was a very uh that was definitely a turnaround. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, there, there's something, you know, very freeing by just even confessing your sins to someone else, definitely. In fact, we're called to do that in Scripture as well. So w- where are you at now? Like, have you seen many changes in your life? Or I have seen a huge change, and Paul refers to uh, a renewal of your mind. I feel like some of that has taken place, so I don't really feel comfortable referring to myself as an addict because I feel like there's been a huge change, but I never want to get arrogant and say, well, I'm over this. You know what I mean? Like, because I ditching that label as comfortable as that would be is not worth ever going back. Mm-hmm. So some things I do, I like I have an accountability software that basically records what I do online and stuff and sends a flag to an accountability partner. That's called X3 Watch. Um if I look at something, you know, that is potentially explicit. And then I also meet with someone 
in person or over the phone, Mm -hmm. a guy who goes to my church. And we just talk about, you know, how am I doing and have I looked at anything? And if not, it's not a like, okay, well, you're good. And then sends me on my way. Then we're like, okay, what other issues is there? So it's kind of like a mentorship. And if I'm doing pretty good in the area of, you know, being fairly lust free or whatever, um, then we're going to take that time and work on something else. Yeah. Accountability for sure. And I think what you got at there about not just making it about lust is really important because I, you know, maturing in Christ isn't just abstaining from watching porn or lusting. It's, it's obviously so much more than that. So David, how important is, you know, say prayer and, and reading the word in your spiritual life and specifically against porn? It's definitely a huge role. I noticed this is something a lot of other people could say about themselves. It's something I wish I would do more often, but um, get into the word and really get into it and have some meaning and not just like, I'm going to read this verse because that's the verse for the day or something. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think um, that is very important. And prayer has definitely been a huge part of focusing even if I'm not dealing with a particular temptation, it's porn related. I'm like, okay, like I'm at work. I'm not real happy with my one coworker or something like that. Like God help me out in this situation. So it doesn't turn into anger. And then, you know, I could do something I regret, or it could also be sort of a trigger to go back to porn or something, which it's, it's like that for some people. So it's a huge role. It's something I do. I have some prayers that I pray that are specific to to lust and temptations about porn and stuff. And besides that, you know, just try to pray in such a way that I remind myself I'm not the center of the universe or even the center of my own universe, you know. Right. And and that's so crucial to be reminded of that every single day, that we're not the center of the universe. Hey, thanks, David, so much for talking with us. As a Christian young adult who's looking to follow Jesus and obey him, what does he say about pornography? Well, first let's look at the word. So pornography, you know, is two Latin words put together. You got porni and you got graphene. So porni is the Greek word for prostitute and graphene is the Greek word for to write. So really pornography in its, you know, totally literal sense means, you know, any written material that has to do with prostitutes. But today, Porn really has a very wide meaning, obviously. Anything and pretty much everything from sexual videos, pictures, articles, and games, all of these for the purpose of giving someone, you know, sexual satisfaction or whatever. So that's what we understand pornography to be today. Now, the closest thing in the Bible, though, that references something of the word pornography is the Greek word for sexual immorality, right? Which is porneia. This porneia has to do with any kind of immoral sexual intercourse. So you got things like adultery, you got fornication, homosexual behavior, you got animals and so on. And this word, porneia, is really directed to the physical and behavioral acts of both men and women that God 
hates. He hates that. You know, he, he didn't intend for sex to be used like that. The Bible doesn't say, you know, abstain from sex, which gives us reason to believe that sex in itself is not wrong. But the Bible says abstain from sexual immorality, giving us the idea that there's a wrong or dysfunctional idea and behavior about sex. Whenever we read the word porneia in the Bible, it's in the negative. God hates it when we abuse this gift, which was given to us as a tool and a gift. You know, the second commandment God gave humans in the Bible was to multiply, obviously implying sex. Anyways, you may be thinking, all right, but watching porn isn't actually having sex and it's not hurting anyone that I can see. So yeah, like on the surface, that may seem true, but Jesus, as we know, says something in Matthew 5 verse 28 that's really important. He says, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with a lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So pretty much Jesus sees looking at a woman or a man with lust, you know, fantasizing about them as the same as committing adultery, which is being sexually immoral. Even from that one verse, we understand that the God in the Bible doesn't commend or approve of pornography. In fact, we are disobeying if we take part in it. So how do we, you know, as fallen beings, keep ourselves both from the lure, you know, right, the, the effects of pornography? And I think really there are, there are two general things we can do. There's, there's firstly, we can believe in the truth that it will kill you. And two, we need to focus on Jesus. So there's this part in the, in the book of Proverbs where Solomon, who's the writer, uh, he, he writes about the lure and temptation of prostitutes. Now, since Jesus, you know, pretty much equated adultery, which was, you know, sleeping with another man or woman, with simply looking at another person with lust, we can read this text with that in mind. It says, With much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver as a bird rushes into a snare. He does not know that it will cost him his life. That's Proverbs 7, 21 to 23. That's some intense imagery there. And notice the last line, right? He does not know that it will cost him his life. And obviously this doesn't mean that anyone who's struggled with, you know, porn or is currently struggling with it is doomed to destruction. But it does mean that if we really go on giving into the, the seduction, the persuasion, the smooth talk of porn, it will take everything away from us, eventually our very lives. Now, in reading the word, we, we really get to the point that our focus needs to be on Jesus. And you know, to every person, this is going to look a little different, but the essentials are the same, which is reading the word, praying every day, uh, being in a community of other Christians and staying accountable to others. It really is incredible when you experience the freedom that comes from focusing on Jesus. And we know that this isn't only the you know, solution for overcoming pornography, but really this is the solution for struggling with sin, from getting out of sin. Anyways, that wraps up our very first In Doubt podcast. And there are actually two more In This Love and Lust series. I really do hope that you've enjoyed this time with us today. To find out more about In Doubt and to listen to more podcasts, visit indoubt.ca and find us on Facebook and talk to us. We want to hear from you. If you have any stories, comments, or whatever you want to share with us, let us know. That being said, I'm Isaac, and this is the In Doubt podcast. Mm-hmm.